President Trump declared a national emergency at the border on February 15th. This week, Congress is expected to block this motion. So who's right? Is a national emergency justified? That's the question both sides will be answering. Stay with us. This is The Flip Side. In December, a government shutdown began over an immigration policy showdown. Wall or no wall. In the end, President Trump received only a fourth of the wall funding he desired. Now, he has declared a national emergency that will allow him to pull from emergency funds that he wouldn't have otherwise had access to in order to build the wall. However, many say this move is an overreach of executive power because there is no quote-unquote, emergency at the border. The House has already passed a motion blocking this order, and the bill now sits in the Senate to be voted on next week. So the question, of course, arises. Is a national emergency justified? We'll start with the position that it is. We'll now move into the first segment, Defending the National Emergency. A firefighter should be willing to go to whatever means necessary to put out the fire. We hope that you will stand in favor of the national emergency for two reasons. The first is that it's an emergency. A spike in illegal immigrants crossing the southern border shows just as much. Indeed, NBC wrote on March 5th, quote, The number of undocumented immigrants crossing the southern border last month was the highest total for February in 12 years, according to statistics released by Customs and Border Protection on Tuesday. End quote. But it's not just that there's a spike in illegal immigrant crossings on the southern border. There's also an emergency because of the crimes committed by these illegal aliens. Fox News said, said on August of 2018 that Peter Kersenow acknowledged that there is an overwhelming preponderance of data that immigrants are, on average, more likely to commit criminal activity. He also said that a study done looking at the five largest states found that over 300,000 illegal aliens are incarcerated every year. But even if it's not an emergency, this leads us to our second point, and that's that drastic times call for drastic measures. There is a crisis at the border, and we have to do something about it. The Americans killed by illegal aliens and the families affected by drug cartels will not wait for folks in Washington to sort out their crises for them. We must act now. Politics is a dirty sport, but sometimes you've got to play the game. We'll now move into the second segment attacking the national emergency. If there's no emergency, then no emergency should be declared. Now, the first reason for this is that there is no emergency. And we can see this from statistics. Legal immigration has actually declined in recent years. The BBC reported on February 15th that a White House briefing report on immigration says 3,755 known or suspected terrorists were prevented from entering the U.S. in the fiscal year 2017. But that includes terrorist suspects who have been stopped at any U.S. border, and the vast majority are stopped at airports, not at the southern border. 
On top of that, no one who has crossed the U.S. southern border illegally from 1975 to the end of 2017 has been responsible for a terror attack on U.S. soil, according to David Beer and Alex Noreste of the Cato Institute. Now, the American Immigration Council, the National Immigration Forum, and the Center for Immigration Studies and the Cato Institute have all said that immigrants are less likely to be criminals than their native-born counterparts. But statistics aren't even necessary because tr Pre President Trump has dug himself into his own ditch. This leads us to his statement in the Rose Garden, as reported by the Washington Examiner on Wednesday. Trump said in a statement in the Rose Garden, quote, I could do the wall over a longer period of time. I didn't need to do this, but I'd rather do this much faster, end quote. He said himself that it was not a national emergency. When your mother tells you not to call unless it's an emergency, you call only when you need to, if you're a good kid. Now, second is that this sets a precedent. Now, some will say that the ends justify the means, but the problem with this Machiavellian idea is that in our democracy, actions driven by this philosophy set a dangerous precedent for future presidents. The president will now be able to declare a national emergency whenever he or she wants on whatever topic he or she sees is a problem, even if it's not truly an emergency. Now, Nancy Pelosi said it best when she stated, quote, If the president can declare an emergency on something he has created as an emergency, an illusion that he wants to convey, just think about what a president with different values can present to the American people. For all of the Republicans out there defending the president's motion, you know this is not an emergency. It may be a problem, but it's not an emergency. Now, don't set this powerful presidential precedent. Now, a few quick responses. The opposing segment claimed that there's an emergency happening at the border. But we already heard that illegal immigration numbers are way down in recent years. My opponent only cited numbers about this one month of February, and he also said that drastic times call for drastic measures, but again, this Machiavellian philosophy sets a dangerous precedent. We'll now move into the final segment, defending the national emergency. A quick minute of responses. The opposing segment claimed that it isn't an emergency. Just because numbers are down doesn't mean that the problem is solved. The Daily Wire reported on March 5th that Brian Hastings, chief of operations at Border Control headquarters, stated that in February, U.S. Border Patrol had executed over 66,000 apprehensions. Since October, there have been over 268,000 apprehensions, a 97% increase over the previous fiscal year to that point. Now, even if the fire has died down a little, the house is still on fire. The firemen need to respond. Now, the second they said that it sets a precedent, no. It doesn't set this kind of a powerful precedent because it's actually an emergency this time. If, God forbid, future president Kamala Harris declares an emergency on gun violence or hate speech, it won't be an emergency. We need to let the firemen put out the fire now. That's it for the flip side this week, but before you go, according to NBC on February 28th, President Trump has declared that he will veto the bill and send it back to Congress. 
A Congress will need a two-thirds majority to override his veto. However, it's not expected to have enough votes to override that veto, so it looks as if this bill will not pass after all. Double, however, several lawsuits have been filed against the president regarding the national emergencies. This battle over the declaration will most likely be fought in court, reports PBS NewsHour. As always, we thank you for taking the time to listen to the flip side, and we want to know, which side are you on? Let us know online at our Google site, Flipside Pod. You can also listen to other episodes of the flip side on Apple Podcasts, as well as SoundCloud. It would also help us immensely if you take two minutes to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you're wondering who made this chill beat, Noah Kagi is our music producer behind the scenes. It's March 7th. This has been The Flipside.